0: Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: Welcome. Welcome to The Revolution with Jim and Trav, where they're changing the way you look at the outdoors. The studio lines are now open at 785 846 7647 you're
2: plugged into what mark
1: it's the revolution with jim and drafts where
2: we are free free to do whatever we want jim as long as it's not disparaging to what i love that word the outdoors our advertisers but mainly the fcc's regulations but other than that man we are free here on what show mark
1: the revolution
2: and who are the hosts of this tremendously great show
1: Jim and Traff.
2: Hey, Mark Paneri, guys, give it up. What a guy, what a guy. (laughs) Hey, now this week we're gonna be doing some double
3: teaming. We're gonna be dishing out some up to date honey and fishing highlights, plus, I love this word,
2: co-ed. No, No, it's coexistence. Yeah, you're talking like the college day. That's it. When you're ex- Experimenting <laughs> now, but to be more specific, Jim, that that is so specific if you're how, on the West Coast. Yeah, how wildlife and humanity can be prosperous without destroying each other. For example, the proposed drilling in Anwar. Can we safely drill without harming the ecosystem and damaging the pristine porcupine caribou herds, plus many other species of animals? Hey, so we're gonna go straight to the
3: experts, such as uh, Steve Belinda, who's the yep. executive director of the Energy Programs for Get This, the Theodore Roosevelt Conservation conservation partnership you were gonna say constipation i was gonna <laughs> say that <laughs> he seems to be a little stuffy hey and he's gonna be phoning in any second now plus wildlife management gurus david morris and nick rhodes and then we're gonna hear from tisha conley schuler who's the president of the colorado
2: oil and gas producers association and a lot of other folks a lot of other people you know what jim things are going are. in a handbag they are we got Snooky on the cover of uh, Rolling Stone this month. I will not even the color pick up, up that magazine when I'm doing my thing in the bathroom. <laughs> that is horrible. But anyways, all this, I just, I'm just, i trying to waste time. We're waiting for Steve Belinda <laughs> to phone us. Now, it all, looks like it's ringing right yeah, now. This is all being brought to you by Vanderbilt's Your Work Boot Center. Now, once again, Steve Belinda from TRCB Partnership just phoned up. And Steve, man, don't you think since outdoorsmen and women have pretty much founded a conservation organization for pretty much every single species of animal that is out there And don't you think that if drilling In general was as harming To the wildlife as let's say The environmentalists would have Us believe they have us believe a untrue. lot of Crap um, don't you think these Organizations would be stepping up And alerting us or better yet Informing of don't you think these Organizations would be stepping up and Informing us Of you're so adamant this growing Problem <laughs> What do you think? Darn! What do you think, Steve?
4: Well, I think there are some organizations that are raising flags in specific areas, particularly with some uh, species of game that's real important to hunters and anglers. Mule deer, for example, and sage grouse are two that that come to mind pretty quickly that that we've got some issues and we need to address them. And
3: and what are they? What are those issues?
4: I I can speak to my personal experience. I've I've managed uh, fish and wildlife out in the prairie system uh, for quite some time now as a federal biologist and through my professional affiliations. And I have seen direct impacts uh to particularly sage-grouse and mule deer. Uh, we have seen sage-grouse declines up to 80% in the Powder River Basin of Wyoming. Wow. Where we've had development, and that's directly attributed. We have science out there that shows uh places like Pinedale, Wyoming, where we've lost... 60 percent of, of a certain segment of the mule deer herd where we've had development in a crucial winter range so it is happening you can't paint with broad brush on this issue you've got to look at the specifics and of course bringing economics and, and the other facts of life into it we're in tough times and we've got it we're going to have to take it in and and pick ourselves up here and deal with some of the values that we're sacrificing to have uh feed our families have gasoline and, and heating oil and other things that we can afford and i think there is balance. Oh, yeah. Right so. now, we have to change the model of the way we're doing business. It can't all be on the backs of the wildlife out there and, and it can't be for companies that are making billions of dollars of profit and yet our gasoline prices are still going
5: up uh-huh.
3: well you know you, you were mentioned about the Dale project up there but you know that is one isolated instance uh where there's a lot of other things affecting different things in different parts of the country but in the Dale area what do you suggest uh, happens i mean we just can't stop drilling we can't stop producing especially if this country is going to become energy independent we have to figure out a way to make this work what do you suggest
4: well, one of the things we gotta do is we gotta embrace what we know. There's a ton of science out there that we've learned in the last ten years in the wildlife profession, and we've got to embrace it and figure out how we use it better. Secondly, we gotta get past the polarization and the propaganda. Admit what we know, yeah. admit where we're going. And from our perspective at the TRCP and my personal perspective, we really gotta figure out what we want for fish and wildlife and hunting and fishing. And that means sometimes making some sacrifices here today to have long-term sustainability. And we're not having those conversations. We're having the conversations whether you're for or against drilling. Mm-hmm. If you're for wildlife, you're against drilling. And that's not it. I mean, sportsmen want that responsible development. I personally want that responsible development. Yeah, we well, you know, with all the
2: propaganda that's going on on television, on the web, and you have idiots like us now talking about it, <laughs> one topic that keeps being raised is fragmentation of habitat. Now, here locally in Kansas, where we live and work, we have actually experienced this. There, There is a lot of drilling going around our homes and our studios, and we have seen how it's breaking up the herds. It's not necessarily hurting them, but just like everything else in life there is change and some animals are adapting to it. But I know like a lot of nesting birds, you know, um, hawks and um, predators are using pump jacks as basically a viewpoint where where they can prey on these nesting animals. And that does have a direct effect. But I can say personally, I really haven't seen it. Have you, Jim? No, not at
3: all. As a matter of fact, we've, we've watched it here from our studios where these used to be larger herds, maybe 40, 50 animals are now into 10 or 12, and they've just kind of moved to different parts of the county or whatever but yeah. they're still here and so they're adapting just like we have to with the increased traffic and so forth
4: well uh- I can tell you this. There's, there's specific science out there that shows we are having population impacts, uh, local populations.
3: Well, it sounds like this whole thing is very monumental. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're building this thing up. Either
2: we drill or we don't drill. But I, aren't there solutions to this? There, there's got to be like a two-step process here. First, I don't you have to basically go survey the land, check out the habitat, and we need to implement something, Steve, that's going to help out the animals. Because the government necessarily isn't for that. They Let's just Rope off this area and call it a refuge and let's not touch it. Well, if we do drill there, like you and Jim are saying, there is practices that we are going to have to uh, put in place, and uh, this is how we have to go about it, right, Steve?
4: Yeah, and, you know, the, the group I work for, yeah. the experience we bring to the table, um, you know, we put that out there. We have to really embrace some things like geographic phasing of yeah. the and also time phasing. Right now, it's, you know, everybody wants everything now, but we know if we develop an area, we can develop a small area, drill it out, get some rehabilitation going before we move to the next. Unfortunately, that's not even on the table when we talk about developing drilling plans. Yeah, we need, We need to have mitigation plans that are well-funded, well-thought-out and actually are working towards some objective, not just throwing money at the the problem.
2: Yeah, you know, outdoorsmen and women, we've always taken the good old boy approach, you know? and just kind of sit back and let things ride when other organizations have really stood up and let their voices be heard, and now it is our time to do this, and we need to be active. But Steve Belinda, if we want to find out more about you guys and the Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership, where do we have to head to online to do this? Okay, real simple, www.trcp.org. That's right, and coming up after the break, we're actually going to have David Morris with a Bucks Attack Mountain. This has been sponsored by Lupo Tactical Optics, Mixers of the Mark IV Rife Scope Line. Look them up at lupo.com and Blackhawk. That's blackhawk.com and Cabela's King Cat Tournament Trail, America's oldest and longest national circuit. That's kingcatusa.com and Riviera Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. You can find them at Riviera Hotel.
1: You know those talk radio shows that are really funny and super informational, and you just love the hosts? Well, that's not us. We are the revolution. Your internet flagship station
6: for sports, Voice America Sports. Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel.
7: Each week, take a visit inside the locker room of your favorite sport with Dez Clark, Paul, Fresh Clark, and Lester Scudder-Davis as they bring you sportsmanlike conduct. As a current player, Des Clark can bring you inside the sports world like nobody can. His co-hosts represent the fans of the sports world. With both points of view on the table, it becomes an engaging and entertaining program, to say the least. Sportsmanlike conduct can be heard Tuesdays, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel.
1: Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. you live in the ultimate fishing town?
2: Yeah, sure. Nominate your town at WFNFishingTown.com and your community can win a $25,000 donation and be featured on WFN, the World Fishing Network. Enter your town before April 8th. WFN's Ultimate Fishing Town is brought to you by Eagle Claw.
6: Another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at Ruger.com slash LC9.
2: This is a revolution. Where Jim and me, g are on a mission from God to save the outdoors one show at a time. Hey, but alongside hunting and fishing today, Trav, we're going to be discussing coexistence. Hey, who's our next caller? Well, from his early days as a bass fishing guide to his most recent as the co-host of the Bucks, Ateca Tecamonte, David Morris has started a grassroots culture that's sweeping the nation, and it's solely based upon quality care and management of wildlife. So, David, um, what can you tell us about multiple-use management and can 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 we, in fact, properly manage wildlife while at the same time managing our growing need for uh, energy independence?
8: Well, uh, Travis, being from Texas, of course, I have a uh,
5: vast uh, knowledge of
8: this. Intimate knowledge of of, um, oil exploration and gas exploration and wildlife. South Texas, which, by the way, is the home of some of the finest whitetail hunting in the world. Yes, good point. Uh, is renowned for its oil and gas uh, production. Yeah. And we have a number of ranches that we manage in South Texas, of course, and and on those ranches we have both ranches that have no um, uh, oil and gas production on it, and we have ranches that have intense oil and gas uh, production on it. And, frankly, the quality of the hunting resource there, the wildlife populations, really don't differ. So the fact is the answer is absolutely yes. Now I do think that there are some responsible stewardship things yeah. that need to be put in place when you go in and you you begin this exploration, you begin this disturbance that that does accompany oil and gas exploration. But but one of the things that I like about the oil companies in South Texas is is that part of their standard, the standard part of their program is one. They limit the activity, particularly during the hunting season, to the middle of the day hour so that they have little impact on the hunter. Now, this doesn't affect the game populations, but it sure does affect the landowner's enjoyment of the land. But the thing I like most is, is their reclamation yeah. uh, commitment. When they finish what they're doing... It is written into their agreement, their surface rights agreement, that they reclaim that land back to its original condition or into an ag-ready condition where the landowner can actually use it and increase the production for wildlife.
2: But, you know, um, obviously all women are nesters, you know, in birth is the most vulnerable time in a species life cycle. And environmentalists, they're coming up in lobbyists and they're saying, but if we go in there and we do this exploration, we start drilling, obviously – that's going to decrease, um, the birthing process. Now, I don't see if oil, um, exploration, if they're going about it in the way you're saying, how is this, um, going to be a factor at all?
8: Well, I think when you're talking about something, Travis, like white-tailed deer that not only live in close proximity to people, they prosper around people. Now, when you start talking about something like caribou, for instance...
5: Yeah, the porcupine.
8: Yeah, then then I think you have to uh, realistically look at that species and what your activity could potentially do to that animal. Now, we can adjust our activity levels to time of year, to level of intensity, to prevent the sort of thing that you're talking about. Now, I will say this, Travis and Jim, and, and again, as this is kind of getting into the political arena you're going to hear all kinds of emotional uh rhetoric <laughs> that are in fact not based in fact yes and you're going to hear that so you know one of the great ploys of people that don't want you to do something is to talk about what it does to the babies and to the children i mean that's a great that's a you see it on the politics all the time you're touching on, to on emotions yeah, yeah,
2: it's just based purely on emotion, not on fact. Look what happened in the 70s with the Alaskan pipeline. You know, exactly. they're finding that the animals are actually conjugating around that pipeline, and they're benefiting from it. Absolutely. You see them tapping on it all the time. They're yeah. sending signals. Doing a little dance. But, you know, when it comes to, like, the porcupine uh, caribou, obviously, you know, most people don't realize that in Anwar, okay, there is uh 56 days of complete darkness. There is nine months of hard winter. And and when they start their uh, migration. migration back there in late May and early uh, June, they actually pass. pass. Pass by eighty nine oil sites, they cross one of the major highways in Canada, they go through a lot of urban areas. Don't you think if they can handle all that, drilling on the small what is it, one point one percent of Anwar is actually proposed for drilling? Don't you think that they can handle that out of nineteen what is it, Jim, like nineteen million acres?
8: without question they can handle that this is not an argument about what it does to the wildlife populations this is an emotional argument that is made by people that rely on emotions to make a point and to win an issue not on facts biologists today our level of uh, of stewardship over the wildlife our management our biological facts and information that is available to us allow us to go into an area like Anwar and to tap into those vast resources up there without damaging the habitat or the wildlife populations. And then when we leave, it can be restored to its original pristine condition. But it's such a relatively minor impact up there as to not even be something that can be argued on that basis. The fact is, they simply do not want us there.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, the fact of the matter is, through all of our research, we have not found one instance no. <laughs> where, where there has been a disruption in wildlife or habitat. And, uh, and to make the argument that they're making is totally false. If we're going to become a independent energy independence that's what i'm trying to say if we're going to be doing that we have to look at all of the areas of which we can do this to make ourselves the number one in the world again because right now with the things that have happened over the last few years in the last couple of years at least we have diminished in the eyes of the world and we're no longer that go-to country
8: jim and travis the fact is the reality is is that the welfare of wildlife in America is dependent on our economic health. Yeah. Our economic health is dependent on... Having a sufficient supply of energy to drive our economy to drive it ahead.
2: You bring up a great point because you know they're saying by 2017 that North Dakota is actually going to be the number one um, oil-producing state in the Lower 48. Now you know, and they're saying, well, because of that, um, prairie chicken and sharp um grouse right. are just greatly decreasing. But that's actually not the truth. It's due to tough economic times that farmers are actually farming more ground and they're not exactly. enrolling as much land. in crp and that is the problem it's not the farmer's fault it's not the oil production it's these tough economic times like you're saying And every single time if we don't step up and initiate programs like this um animals and wildlife they're always gonna lose
8: that's exactly right americans are great stewards of the resources yes you can go back to the turn of the century when 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 during the the day of of development and exploration and discovery we abused the the buffalo you know the whole story but since conservation moved into, moved into uh, the forefront of, of land stewardship in this country. This is the wisest and the best use of our natural resources. Yeah. Since then, America has an incredible track record of stewardship, of land and wildlife stewardship.
3: You bet. Hey, we've been talking with David Morris, and of course there's a lot of things that we need to think about and a lot of things that you people need to think about and getting involved in what's happening out there in the outdoors. That's
2: right. I tell you what, we just had church. <laughs> David Morris, man, you've been preaching it, bro. We've been learning some good stuff Uh, Now Dave if we want to find out more about you man Where can we head on the web to do this
8: Go to checkemoney.com. We're, we're pretty easy to find.
2: That's right. And coming up after the break, we got Cat Daddy, and this segment has been brought to you by the programs of the NRA. Check them out at NRABlog.com and not alone. That's notalone.com. Dave, thanks a bunch for being on.
1: Great being with you guys. Before, during, and after the show, the revolution continues 24-7 at outdoortrailsnetwork.com. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No. Holds. Barred. They need a bitch's
6: ass and they move on I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. crazy. <laughs>
1: NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports.
0: Super Bowl champ Lionel Dalton is taking to the internet airwaves with his own brand of sports talk. You'll go inside the mind of the players and find out if blacklisting really happens, what their thoughts are on training camps, where the former NFL players are now, and why being drafted by the wrong NFL team can kill a promising player's career. Lionel will also cover what's up with the Baltimore Ravens. Tune in to Sports Talk with Lionel Dalton live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel.
1: Your internet flagship
3: station for sports, Voice America Sports. Wildlife Properties is the source for recreational farm and investment properties in Kansas. Find that perfect hunting property from land owned by Wildlife Properties and developed for habitat by Nick Rhodes. As a real estate broker, Nick Rhodes can also assist those interested in a farmland investment in one of the most productive hunting areas in the country. Wildlife Properties concentrates on the north central Kansas area so it knows the local markets, conservation practices, and hunting conditions. Land purchasers can count on wildlife properties for property management and local assistance after the sale. For more information about North Central Kansas and wildlife properties, visit MyWildlifeProperty.com. Since
2: 1911, Delta Waterfowl has been working on duck production and defending duck hunting. We are the authority on waterfowl research. Delta is a leader in conservation solutions. Together we can preserve our duck hunting traditions and provide a brighter future. Become a member today at DeltaWaterfowl.org. Hey, you're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav, and the phone lines are open. Man, they are open at 785-846-7647. Plus, you got to toss us an email at radio at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. And don't forget to check us out online at uh, OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. But i tell you what, I'm going to pass out a quote from a very good friend of ours right now, and he says that catfishing has been... Could, Mister Cat Daddy, man, welcome to the revolution.
9: Hey, I am the revolution. <laughs> yeah. I got my baby Crockett head on and everything.
3: Like the Alamo. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Well, with last we talked, you were talking about the great times that uh, they people were having on area lakes, yeah, and, and the catfish were just full of shad.
9: Well, yeah. Good fishing right now, Jim. You <laughs> oh. it ain't done nothing but gotten better. Oh, really? And Ben's—we're in a new revolution. It's just going to get better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That
2: is right. You know, spring has—it's uh, it, really it starting to set in all over the country, and of course that—that. Um, uh, that- what do you want to talk about when the ice is melting? I said, yeah. the, to- oh, <laughs> the, the ice, ice out. Off. It gets warm and ice melts. <laughs> the ice out. Yeah, the shad starts falling. That is really starting to pick up the bite, isn't it?
9: Oh, pick up the bite. They're running with it, man. We <laughs> was out the day before yesterday, and now we never caught anything big.
2: Your definition of big and mine is two totally different things. What is well, a big catfish well, to you? Let me tell you, boy. Uh oh.
9: It's like this. <laughs> 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 The biggest one I ever caught I couldn't get in. Oh. Oh. That's big. And so help me to ask the truth. So help me. Really? Boy, I mean, he was a monster. Mm. There was a tsunami wave.
3: Oh. (laughs) Hey, boy, speaking of tsunamis, how'd you all be out there catfishing when that was going
2: on?
9: Oh, uh, I tell you what, I'm 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 glad I wasn't on a surfboard.
2: I know, yeah. and I tell you what, you'd be our, hanging ten. Our thoughts and prayers are going out to those people in uh, Japan. It's oh, absolutely man. terrible It's happening to them. It's just a great misfortune.
9: You know, they've never mentioned all the dead fish.
2: Oh, that'd be nasty.
3: No, isn't there isn't there a, a, a nuclear plant there uh, in eastern Kansas?
9: Well, yeah, I, I believe so, and they got a upper and a lower and a middle lake, and this is good fishing too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Except the fish go in the dark, right?
9: Well, yeah, you you see a little better.
2: <laughs> that should be Kansas's new slogan. Come here, it's d-ing good fishing.
5: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if we hey, get
9: that all, passed. All kidding aside, man, you know it's still hot, just like it was last week, but even hotter. Really, the channel cat. You know they're, they're gathering, they're shaking off that that winter bum coat they had and mm. they're just you know they're they are really starting to get vibrant right now and they're they're uh kind of losing their lethargy cold spell to them although it did snow yesterday early this morning yeah <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't we,
3: know
5: what to do does it
9: we just can't shake that cold weather but that's all right just as long as you got a good old bucket of shad guts crappie guts or any any type of gut yeah. believe me but hey you know something else what's that Man, I cleaned my pontoon off yesterday. Got it all scooped off the snow and stuff. And I ordered me about seven of them Renetto canopy chairs. Did you really? Bed. Oh man! Hey, hey, you don't mind if I shoot that website out of these folks? Yeah, go, go for it. Go right ahead. We today. may need yeah, one ourselves. It's www dot the letter a dash e store dot com.
2: All right, now spit that out one more time for us.
9: www dot the letter a dash e com. man these guys got the best daggone chairs for a sitting you've ever put your rear in really <laughs> oh yeah and another good thing about it is you can move them around anywhere you want on your vessel or wherever you know basketball games or whatever you know or a fish fry or you know stuff like that but the best thing about them is they're made out of steel powdered coated steel Ooh, and tough stuff they're they're a tough chair they're a tough chair and to, uh Oh, uh, hey! I got your number here too. Oh man, toss it out. Seven one nine two four eight seven zero nine one. That's a Colorado number. Oh man, I, Colorado.
3: Yeah, seven one nine.
9: Well, by golly, that's where they're at. Hey. <laughs> I'm fine, America. Right <laughs> You're negative. But water. you
3: just order six chairs. What'd you do? Step outside and throw it in the wind? <laughs> well, I let Mama
9: order them. Oh uh, well, there you I, go. I just give her the uh, the plastic card. There <laughs> you go. But, hey, when you order them right now. By golly, I'll tell you what, you mentioned old Cat Daddy's name and how many fish you've been catching, and they'll they will give you a cut on that shipping price, I think, almost in half.
2: So, basically, if we go to a com, man, mention your name, tell them you heard What's the name them, of these chairs again? On the Revolution, and they'll give you a discount.
9: Renetto. Canopy Renetto.
2: Chairs. That's Uh-oh. like Renetto Stone. I want a chair, and I want to learn <laughs> how to speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, if you get if you get that stuff, you could join the Revolution Nation. Yes.
9: And I tell you what, the revolutions where a person needs to be right now, buddy.
2: Man, we need to get some of those chairs and put them here in the studio. That's right. That would be slick. Now Cat Daddy, got to yes. toss out your web address as well. This is the time when people start booking trips with you and you fill up quick, man. I'm telling you. Where can we find you online?
9: www.catdaddyguideservices.com. The services got an S on it.
2: Oh, man. Because he always <laughs> smiles.
9: Oh, yeah. Hey, I got one more show coming up, oh. too. Oh, yeah. Where's that at? It's the Outdoorsman Swap Meet. By golly, it's in Rossville, Kansas, 806 Anishinaabe Trail. I heard they're giving away free hot dogs for lunch, so don't miss it.
2: Okay. Well, we've been talking with one of the revolutionaries here on The Revolution. That's right. Tell you what, you gotta check them out in Rossville. That's the 26th. Oh, doors open up at 9 a.m. Also, look up these. Also, what are they called? Rosetta chairs? Ronetto, Ronetto, why <laughs> yeah. Ren- oh, don't Rosetta Stone, Ronetto? was not even close. I'm an idiot. Great time, there's <laughs> good fishing. We know that much. But <laughs> hey, <laughs> good
9: fishing. He said it.
2: The rent's too <laughs> high. Anyways, Cat Daddy, dude, thanks so much for being on the Revolution, and uh, once again, you gotta check us out at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Hey, we gotta get to a break.
9: Hey, I am causing
1: the revolution. <laughs> there, there you are. Call Jim and Trav at 785-846-7647 and give them some love. Oh, yeah. And they'll give it right back. It's the revolution. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.
6: at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network. And let's talk football. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA is got to covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Fit Pass USA with Larry Hibbert, your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. The opening kickoff
7: is a
6: beauty. It's a fly ball, deep right field. Shot, got it! With 2.8 seconds it's left to left. I don't care where they put him, this one is
1: out of here. From high school to the pros, we, <laughs> we cover, everything. cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports.
8: Hunter's life has many stages. The further along you go, the more you want to share it with others. Because we still marvel at it. How many times does it happen as it's planned? Almost never. Never. And it's the people that can think on their feet and react to the circumstances
6: in front of them that are the most successful. Take those big deer exactly right. Make Versus Country your country. Don't miss the best hunters and biggest bucks. Fridays at 8 Eastern, only on Versus. The revolution. That's right, man. You gotta join the debate on
2: our website. It's outdoor number.com. You can also hook with us up on Twitter and Facebook. How about our phone Don't number? Don't forget that we have a podcast. Our phone number here at the studio is 75 We got Erwin Greenstein. He is actually the editor and publisher of Rifles International and also Shotgun Life. Two really great online publications. Where's Ir- he at? Jim, what 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 the heck is your deal? <laughs> Anyways, Erwin, thanks for being a part of the revolution
10: man oh it's a pleasure uh thanks for inviting me uh, believe it or not speaking of guns right now i'm in the beretta gallery in manhattan yes you can actually buy guns in manhattan beautiful <laughs> really? shotguns and rifles in manhattan it's on madison avenue between 63rd and 64th street that
3: means the uh mayor of new york uh bloomberg is not there then
10: uh, well, I'm not quite sure. I don't think you discovered this place yet. Like,
2: <laughs> the thing is, they're actually displaying water guns. That's what it is. They are friendly. But no, that is pretty cool. Um, I've heard uh, Jim and I have had a lot of people been on the show talking about that. It sounds like a pretty cool place.
10: Oh, it's amazing. It's three stories. It's sort of a Gee. townhouse configuration. Yeah,
3: of course, uh, the Bretas are probably some of the finest shotguns and rifles in the world, and handguns.
10: You bet. And uh, once, if you were here and you saw these guns in person... Uh, it would be a no-brainer to agree with
2: that statement. Well, I'm kind of partial to Ruger, so, you know, I, I'm uh, a little highfalutin. Uh, well, actually, uh,
3: I didn't say this. On the fourth floor are people that talk about Ruger
10: in, in a general lockdown. Okay, it is, there's a secret Ruger club on the fourth floor. I'm going to ask
2: about that. Yeah, yeah now, hey, Erwin, we got to talk a little bit about your online publications. And, you know, it seems Rises like... International. And Shotgun Life, it seems like there is a lot of these um online publications coming out anymore. And what is separating you from those other guys uh,
10: a couple of things basically believe it or not it's the t word which i hate to use which is technology if you look at a lot of online magazines what they try and do is actually replicate real print magazines they sort of have that page turning technology oh, yeah. blah 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 um, <laughs> you know it's just like who wants to do that thank you um, you know, our, our online magazines are basically built for, uh, uh, for people to come in, read a story, be on the merry way, which is exactly how people use the internet. And we, uh, compared to a lot of these, uh, other types of online magazines, which update every other month, we update weekly to keep people really? involved. We also do a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, outreach with people. Shotgun Life has two e-letters that go out six days a week. One is called 60 Seconds With. And um, it's, uh, it's basically shooting tips uh, on clays. Uh, then we have a shotgun for sale e-letter that goes out on Sundays. Um, and we're going to be doing some other stuff uh, like chattings uh, with the industry leaders, uh, so we're, we're really pushing the envelope uh, with the T-word on uh, Shotgun Life and Rifles International.
5: You bet.
2: I'm excited
3: now, yeah, dude. This i
10: this is cool.
2: Like, like, man, there's a lot of this going on, but ooh,
3: doggie. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> well, kind of neat, man. The thing is, you're going to be featuring a lot of the finer rifles and, and destinations in this uh, new online pub.
10: That's what we do. Uh, we're all about, uh, you know, we're more about, uh, if you will, uh, the lifestyle. We cover a lot about, you know, we write about guns. We write re- gun reviews. But we also try to put it in the context of everyday people. Thank you. And uh, so, you know, if you're going out shooting shoot, we'll tell you what beer to drink or what <laughs> wine to drink and where to oh. eat. And uh, so, and we assume we assume that everyone shoots safe and drinks after they yes. shoot. See, I think that's okay. a whole
2: new uh, venue that needs to be opened up. Everybody's always comparing, like, wine and cheese and crackers. I want to have, what's the best shotgun to go with a Bud Light? <laughs> oh, that's
1: a great one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I actually, like that. Yeah, well,
2: actually,
3: you just did the bourbon trail, didn't you, for Shotgun Life?
10: Yes, yeah, so we did the bourbon trail. That was great. Um, it was sponsored by Porsche. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Porsche, uh, I was shocked, actually, Porsche gave us a $94,000 Cayenne no. SUV.
5: Get Holy out God. of here. Are you serious?
10: No, I'm really serious. No. And, um, and Connecticut Shotgun gave us uh, one of their lovely uh, A-10 American over and under side locks. And uh, we hit some really luxurious place to shoot sporting clays. And along the way, the ultimate destination was the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. And uh, we spent, uh, I, you know, fortunately... My wife doesn't like bourbon. See, I
2: I like was, bourbon, and now I don't like your wife. I bet you, you know, rolling up, everybody <laughs> thought, dude, is this Jay-Z? Who is this? <laughs> <laughs>
10: well... <laughs> you know, it worked out okay. If it was a vodka trip, uh, it was, we would have had some problems.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> man, this is really cool. I'll tell you what. It's really nice to talk to somebody that doesn't overlook the what, what's the, the finer word, things in, life, finer things in life for the average people. Jim, that was so poetic, man. That was beautiful. <laughs> and you guys are really highlighting that. That makes in, me sense When again. there's a segment of the market that is really passing over that.
10: Yeah, I totally agree. And just so you know... Um, whatever it's worth, um, talking about uh, Overlook segments, is that uh, we've been a, 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 a long-time champion of, of women in the shotgun sport. Yeah. Um, and, you know, 37% of our readers are women, believe it or not. Uh, we just signed up Ann Kirchhovel of Joshua Creek Ranch uh, to write a monthly column called Shotgun Wife. And uh, <laughs> she's done a great job. Uh, her first column uh, just came out in, in March. And she writes about uh, turning a, a certain age and seeking sanctuary in the deer blind of all places mm. to sort of fathom the meaning of life. How could you not love a woman like that?
3: Uh, actually, Travis uh, actually uh, only drinks after he
5: shoots.
10: Oh, yeah, okay. Every right, show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, i tell you what. I'll tell you what, Travis. Uh, first thing in the morning, go to ShotgunLife.com, for Georgia green <laughs> That's for the morning after. I want bet you, you're going to be drinking before you go out in the morning. <laughs> well,
2: Jim Jim had it mixed up. I drink after I take a whole bunch of shots, mainly Mezcal, <laughs> stuff
3: <Wow>. like that. <laughs> hey, give him a whole whole new
2: idea what a shot is. Yeah. Now, hey, Erwin, once, <laughs> hey, once again, if we want to find out about these fine online publications, where do we have to head to on the web to do this?
10: Okay, they're free. It's they're, free. they're free. Nothing's free. Dude. Really? Uh, shotgunlife.com, riflesinternational.com, that's rifles with an S plural. Check them out. We got some great stories wonderful writers, uh, and sign up for the free e-letters on Shotgun Life will make you a better shooter.
2: Hey, man, that's awesome. And once again, coming up after the break, we're going to have Tisha Conley-Schuler, and she is the President and CEO of the Colorado Oil and Gas Association. Once again, man, Irwin, you've been awesome. Thanks,
1: gentlemen. Change your life and start living the revolution today at twitter.com forward slash underscore OTN.
6: on the Voice America Sports Network. Yeah, 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 yeah. We some hard hitters. Word.
1: The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No
6: holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move oh, on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. You're crazy.
1: <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up, speak up, or forever hold your mouth.
6: We ain't playing
1: around here. Voice America Sports. Cabela's is the world's
3: foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores with the best selection, prices, and quality all backed by a legendary guarantee. Cabela's, celebrating 50 years as the world's foremost outfitter.
2: Viva La Revolution. Hey, the phone lines are open. Call us at 75-846-7647. And don't forget to join the Revolution Debate on our Twitter page and Facebook. And you can find that all on our website at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. But along this week with hunting and fishing highlights, we're also talking about coexistence between wildlife and energy development. And our next caller is Tisha Conley-Schuler, and she is the president and CEO of the Colorado Oil and Gas Association. And Tisha... All right, we're just going to get straight to the facts here. Are you confident that the energy exploration can take place without having a negative impact on our land and uh, wildlife?
11: Yes, I am confident.
2: Wow, you <laughs> sound <laughs> well, Wild well,
11: Wildlife and is... drilling have coexisted for years. Yeah. And I've done tours of oil and gas basins all around the state of Colorado. And I see many, many forms of wildlife as I do these tours. Now, that said, we do have a responsibility to balance our human development with protection of wildlife resources, and the oil and gas industry is committed to that.
2: Man, she's so smooth with her answers.
3: Isn't she, though? (laughs) (laughs) She's smooth with her
2: questions. She should be in
3: radio. (laughs) 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 Okay, now, the the fact of the matter is Colorado is a very, very large oil-producing state. Huge. I'm talking about in the Rockies. You know, you've got that uh, overthrust region there on the Front Range that uh, you guys have produced a lot of oil from very, very deep wells, and yet there is minimum amount of the impact to the landscape, isn't there?
11: That's right. In Colorado, we've been producing oil and gas for over 100 years. Wow. And recently, technology advances have allowed us to produce 10 times the oil and gas resources with one tenth of the footprint.
2: Yeah. Now, you know, with the advent of like directional drilling and stuff like that, of course, it's been around for a while, but that is really neat how you can tap these resources and you don't necessarily have to be right on top of it. So let's say if there's a lot of um, great nesting grasslands, you don't have to interrupt that and you can move over quite a ways from that. I mean, it's with, really, directional, drilling. with directional drilling. That is really neat. And here's the deal. We were just actually talking with David Morris with the Bucks of Tecamonte. And he's saying, you know, when there is a tough economic time, the first thing to suffer from that is the wildlife. Because if you're going to have to choose between feeding your family and providing habitat and management, what do you think is going to get cut first? The wildlife. So by initiating more drilling and doing in the practices that you guys are, this is actually beneficial to our pocketbooks, also to the wildlife.
11: Absolutely. Fortunately, in Colorado, we don't have to choose between protecting wildlife and economic development. We can and do have both. As we're able to put multiple wells on one pad, not only do we reduce the footprint of that well pad, but we reduce all of of the facilities that go with it. So you have centralized production facilities, you're reducing your pipelines, your roads, your traffic. And so you can have economic development that's vital to our communities for every one job created in the oil and gas sector. You create three others in the community. You can have that while caring for and balancing this energy development with wildlife.
2: Wow. Now, Tisha, i got to read you something, and I want to hear your take on this, okay? okay? Executive Director of the National Wildlife Federation, Adam Colton, a lot of people have heard of him, claims that we need environmental cops walking the beat to basically protect Mother Nature and all animals that inhabit her. I mean, I mean, what, what is he proposing that us taxpayers are going to be like hiring this environmentalist Serpicos to run around and protect us from what? What is this about?
11: I can't tell you what that's about, but what I can tell you is, is that it is important that we do oil and gas development responsibly. Yes. And Colorado's oil and gas industry is committed to that. We're committed to the appropriate level of regulation that balances energy development with environmental protection. You know, uh,
3: Trav alluded to the Anwar, and, the, of course, they're talking about the porcupine herd up there of caribou and their migration path. But, you know, in Colorado, there is a migration of elk oh, and mule yeah. deer, and yet all of the oil production that has happened has not disrupted that migration whatsoever.
11: Right. Oil and gas companies actually put quite a bit of land into conservation as part of their development. And, in fact, um, in Colorado this year, companies put over 300,000 acres into wildlife um, mitigation plans wow. expressly with the purpose of balancing Oil and gas development with wildlife protection.
3: Man. Holy cow. So they're not out there with a bag just stealing stuff. They're actually doing something.
11: <laughs> we are absolutely doing things. Well, it, it really does go without saying that the people that work in the oil and gas industry also live, work, hunt, fish, recreate oh, yeah. in these same areas. So protecting these resources is what we do as citizens of the community, in addition to responsible stewards of our our oil and gas resources. You
2: know, oil and gas, um, exploration has just gotten a bad rap. And especially, um, environmentalists have played off of this and basically like plagued you guys. You guys have like a stigma wrapped around you. There's going to be disaster. It's going to be another BP. I said that myself. Yeah. Jim said <laughs> actually this morning before, uh, you phoned us. But no, <laughs> thank you for
11: having me on to set the record. Straight.
2: <laughs> but you know, it is not true. Um, We can grow as a nation, become more energy independent while protecting wildlife at the same time. We need to protect our outdoor heritage, and that is obviously at the forefront of you guys' minds whenever you guys set out to do something.
11: Absolutely. Absolutely. In this world, we have 1.5 billion people that don't have basic services such as electricity. So as the world continues to grow and population continues to grow, we need to be able to have a reasonable discussion about how are we going to meet our basic energy needs. We're going to need all forms of energy. We're going to need responsible development. And we're going to need to balance it with the the places that are important to all of us.
2: Hey, we've been talking with Tisha Conley-Schuler. That's right. And this has been The Revolution. And Tisha, if we want to find out more about you and drilling and habitat in general, where can we find you guys on the web?
11: Come find us at Koga.org.
2: That's right. And coming up after the break, we're going to have Nick Rose with Wildlife Properties. But this has been brought to you by Yellowstone Fly Rods. Look them up at YellowstoneFlyRods.com and Steiner Binoculars. That's Steiner-Binoculars.com and Cabela's, world's foremost outfitter at Cabela's.com. Miss Tisha, thanks a bunch. Thanks for having me. It's
11: been great.
1: Public health care, mail enhancement, and Snuggies. All things that don't affect the revolution.
6: Voice America Sports Network.
0: Don't miss the show that gives you exclusive access to your favorite pro athletes off the field and in our communities. Join host Nick Murphy for Heroes Radio. Hear it directly from the source as we take you behind the scenes with your favorite stars. It's sports, community, entertainment, and fun. And it's all part of Heroes Radio. Tune in Friday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on the Voice America Sports Channel.
6: Pacific time on the voice America sports channel. The fans now
1: have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a
6: ass and move oh, on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs>
1: NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America sports.
2: It's the revolution, and our lines are open right now. That's right. Calls here at the studio 785 846 7647. And of course, we've been cussing and discussing coexistence between energy development and wildlife. And the revolution is calling upon our resident habitat expert, Nick Rhodes, with Wildlife Property to give us his analysis on the situation. I'll tell you what, guys, this topic has been very polarized. Been in very some places. polarized. We, you know, two totally different ends of the spectrum coming from the outdoor market. And and that's strange to find, isn't
12: it, Nick? Actually, I shouldn't say it's strange to find. It's pretty consistent with what you see out there. It, you know, everything, I think, Jim, you said it before we got on the show and really started talking. We were kind of, you know, lost over this stuff. You know, legislation by emotion. everything is so polarized and so political out there, and everybody's a talking head, and, and it's not just with biology, it's with everything out there. Uh, but, you know, everybody's got all their negative, you know, hey, energy is bad, wildlife is good, or vice versa, and... Nobody's really working to find a common means to that in in a way that we can truly coexist. And I think that that's the underlying issue that we've really got to get to if we're going to solve the problem here. Uh, you know, obviously you've got to reduce our, our, our dependency on oil. Uh, yes foreign oil you know and that that's a national security issue uh, so you know by tapping into more oil reserves the more gas reserves in america yeah that's a start That's a short-term solution but we really got to find ways to become you know more conservative and, and efficient with our energy consumption you know and, and a lot of that specifically that we see in kansas is with now wind power
3: well you know one of the things that we have noticed and and i'm sure that you have too is that wildlife is adaptable yes you know, we if totally. i can look out my front window i can see six or seven pump jacks you know i could walk out there almost any day of the week swing a dead cat and hit
2: a deer or a pheasant now i don't you know. know why jim would swing a dead cat <laughs> you know i could <laughs> so it think gives me my reach i is a would little longer. pick a possum first <laughs> something like this but no jim is exactly right uh, wildlife in general is extremely adaptive and if they weren't pretty much all species would have um, become extinct a long time
5: ago
12: you know and we talked about it a little bit on the show last week with uh well, we talked about urbanization and, yeah. and urban sprawl. Um, you know, one of the, one of the destructive effects of that is fragmentation to the ecosystem. And, and yeah. you know, you talk about things, whether it's an oil rig or whether it's a windmill plot, you know, when you're out there and you're putting them into pristine areas, you are creating fragmentation in the natural habitat scape. But the way to do that is to go in and, and, and mitigate those. Those losses by adding more habitat, being more habitat conscious. I think that you know if, again, if you want my two cents uh, about the the energy issue as a whole, I just think that if somebody's going to go out there and put a coal plant, or somebody's going to go out there and put a wind turbine, they need to do twice or three times as much habitat improvement around the area that they're doing, and and that should just be a tax that they have to do so that we can coexist because. Uh, great example, great example. Real quick here is uh, Jeffrey's Energy Plant in eastern Kansas.
3: Mm-hmm. That's um, the one that glows see. in the dark.
12: It's <laughs> not, that's the that's the nuclear <laughs> one but, uh, but no, Jeffrey's is a great place. I've got a great friend of mine who manages that for Wildlife and Parks Department, and uh, there's a great example of good stewardship by the energy company there. You know, they realize the fact that they've got a negative connotation with you know there being a big power plant there. Well, what they've actually done is work out an agreement with the Wildlife and Parks Department that wildlife parks will come in there and manage the area around there for wildlife. And they've created three-tier zones around there. Uh, you know, the one closest to the plant is kind of a sanctuary. and It's off-limits. You know, obvious reasons, too. You don't want people walking around. That's where Travis and I hunt. Power plant. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, too, you know, there's, there's a buffer range there until you get to the outer ring. And, then, you know, it's, it's totally public access. And anybody can go out there. But that's a great example of how, you know, a power plant, otherwise negative connotation with wildlife folks, Can create some goodwill and can actually do some good things to contribute back to land that otherwise, you know, probably wouldn't have been. It would have just been cultivated land and they would have lost the wildlife benefits of it anyway.
5: See,
2: here's one of the great things about having you on and you're doing something that most people aren't. You're taking into account the whole situation. The picture. The whole picture. Everybody is pointing their fingers at one thing and that is the most obvious and that right now is production of oil, wind and stuff like this. But you got it like like last week you were saying. You're talking about urban sprawl. You've talked about um, fragmentation of habitat. You've talked about a lot of things. You're saying the loss of CRP. You've been how us about that this is what's really happening you know oil exploration is just a small piece of the pie and you've got to look at the bigger picture here and that's exactly what you're saying
12: exactly you know and guys it's not just oil it's not just energy development but we've just got to find a way to balance it and live together and not uh, not be so polarized about the issue not be so left or so right on the issue that we can't see the, uh, you know, what do they say? The trees through the forest? The forest, for, forest the for the trees. You bet. <laughs> you bet.
3: Yeah. But obviously somebody's been out there planting, so they're doing reclamation. Hey, we've been talking with Nick Rose, and of course he is our resident person on Breaking Wind.
2: <laughs> Nick, now if we want to find out more about you and anything on this hot topic, Nick, where can we head to online to do that?
12: Oh, Go to our website, mywildlifeproperty.com. That's www.mywildlifeproperty.com. And, uh, even though I'm the resident expert for you guys, uh, it still doesn't mean I can't answer the questions of folks out there they have about habitat on their properties or they're interested in buying real estate. You can send me an email at nick at mywildlifeproperty.com and I'd sure help you out with that. All
2: right, man. And coming up after the break, we're actually going to have Salvio Calabi. He's a writer for Rifles International. It's an online publication. Nick, man, thanks a bunch for being on the revolution.
1: Always my pleasure, fellas. Get it real with real outdoors talk. It's the revolution with Jim and Trev.
3: We want to give a special thanks to all of our 359 affiliate stations across the country and around the world, our advertisers, and everyone that makes this show possible, like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, Mark Paneri, and our guests such as Steve Belinda, David Morris, Nick Rose, Cat Daddy, Erwin
2: Greenstein, just to name a few. Hey, and coming up next week on The Revolution, we're going to be giving you the dish on invasive species and how we can Jersey they suck. Talk sucker. about a sucker punch. Exactly. And this has been One Mark? The Revolution. And who are the hosts of this awesome show Jim and Traff and stay tuned because coming up next is your local news and weather